when when the, the baby, baby makes, makes a cradle. A cradle. He has. He has. You guys sing it with me. Okay. I'm 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 there. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> when they orphan baby makes a cradle. He needs his supplies. Like perhaps a screwdriver and or saw. Perhaps maybe he could look into getting some type of Allen wrench. Hey everybody, welcome to Kyle's Cult. This is, uh, I don't know what episode this is. Do you know what episode this is? Does it even say? You're like, I don't even know. We're not even recording. Like, this is fake. This is a fake system. Um, I'm in the studio right now with my parents which is really exciting to me. My mom, who's about a year older than me, and my, <laughs> my, my dad, who's a female, who's probably younger than me. So this is really exciting to have them here. <clears throat> um, this is an exciting episode because we're going to have a fundraiser. <laughs> we're going to raise a lot of fun around here. <laughs> um, this is about being Christian. I'm just kidding. Wouldn't that be weird if it was all of a sudden just I had a born again Tuesday? <laughs> but luckily, I mean, I shouldn't say luckily because some people have had them and right. it might be really neat for them. Neat. Neat to have a born again Tuesday. But not a Wednesday. Not Wednesday is the worst day to get born again. <laughs> I'm finding. I get born again once every three weeks. And Wednesdays suck because, first of all, traffic shit. Where there's that. Yeah, the Wednesday hump. Exactly. Right? I was going to say. Which I don't understand why they call that day hump day. Most people get late on the weekends. Hey, thank you so much. I don't even know if that's my joke. I feel like that's a joke I've heard at a comedy club when I was a kid. That's a good one. I was, I was, I was there with you. Thank you. Thank you for Look being how there. Supportive I am. This is um, on the on the show today is one of my favorite people on the planet, who's just someone who means the world to me. And honestly, when I'm with her, she's one of the few people that I almost sometimes get. I go through a lot of emotions when I talk to you and look at you, and I think you do too. Mm-hmm. It's we we have this crazy. We just when we look at each other, it's just like both of us are like. Hey, I mean, I'm sorry I said hey. Like, we're just, like, apologizing and, and trying to fix everything just because we just love each other so deeply. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm sorry I put that on you, that yeah, you have like, it, too. Wow, I've decided I, that I you like me just that. as... No, no, no. I'm deciding that you like me just as much to, like, help me through my vulnerability of saying I love you. I I'm like, like this is one of the, my favorite people. I get intimidated by you. And before I even can, like, give you that, I'm like, and you have it with me, too. <laughs> so just so you know, you also are weird around me. Oh, but you're not though. But I, I just, not. I just, I'm just saying we love each other. Exactly. This is what I'm trying to say. I, I but appreciate then I'm that. projecting to you that you should feel worried about how you look. And that's not true. Like how you look at me, but that's not true. You're doing great is my point. It's all me. <laughs> all I'm seeing is in me. But now you've been to an institute. And in, it is an institute. Yeah. You've been there. And so now I'm like, oh God, is she all God now? You have no idea. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to hear it. And that's why I'm drinking caffeine again. Because <laughs> that's a good idea. Because I'm like, you were at an eight-day thing. And now I'm like, oh, God, I didn't go to it. But I've been, I've been meditating four hours a day. I want to hear about this. It's crazy. 
It's really, really Good crazy. crazy. And last week I was able to explain it so much better. But <clears throat> I like to wake up and the first thing I do is start observing my thoughts because what we usually do mm-hmm. is we go online or check our Facebook and basically our mind just says, I want to get as much as possible. And we are completely addicts, but it's normal to be an addict. Right. Right. It's, it's validated. Celebrated. It's, it's fascinating. Like we stop the line at known addictions on, you know, like you're, you're bad, you know, to the public and you got to work on something if you're a crazy alcoholic or if you got a heroin addiction. But that's it. There's no, uh, dude, you've watched six movies today on horror or you've checked your Facebook a thousand times today. There's none of that. That's fine. Right. And when you check it a bunch, your friends go, dude, live a little. It's totally cool. Right. And inside they're in hell. They're, you know, they're in their own hell because we aren't necessarily doing what we want to do. We don't even know who we are or what we want to do. The lack of awareness. And when I wake up in the morning and I just listen to my thoughts, it's fascinating how many beliefs come up and then leave. Like a belief will come up like, oh God, how am I going to do this for four hours? And then you start to think, wait, what happens in four hours that's better? Why am I in this hurry to stop right. so I can go right back to the addictive thing? Right. And what most people think is like, and I don't even like saying meditation because it, it implies so much work and so much more, you know, it's assigned to different religions and dogmas. I just think it's weird. We're so scared to just listen to our thoughts and meet ourselves a little bit. Right. You know, it's, it's, we'd rather kill other people than just like find out a little bit about who we are. Oh, we're in a Costco doing this. Um, <laughs> So I'm excited, but uh, they're just so you know we're in a Costco doing this episode. We're, we're gonna hand out kielbasa sausage. Yeah, but people will only buy it, and people will only get the sample if everyone else does. Ooh, I've noticed that when, when well people don't. When I did shows for years in people, Costco, yeah, that's one of my one of my best best sets was at the electronics section. But when I, after shows in the comedy clubs, I would sell CDs and people would only buy if other people did. So right. I'd have people fake buy the first few CDs. Right. And then like a line would form mm-hmm. and people go, oh, there's a line there. So I'd rather buy it when it will take me a half an hour right. than when it's open. And I was noticing that with traffic too. Like when you drive home from LA to the Valley, all the main streets are taken and then all the side streets are open. And we are just this dumb cattle group that goes, well, what's everyone else doing? Because mm-hmm. I should do that too. And we add way more lines than we need. We mm-hmm. add, and this is why I meditate because like, I'm like, I don't want to be this giant, cl- I don't want to stay, you know, we're so needing this connection with society only because we don't have a connection to ourselves. Right. And when we are dying to connect to society, we don't realize we're trying to stay connected to a pit of stupid. Like I'd say the average pit of society it includes a lot of murdering. It includes a lot of crimes and drug. Everyone's addicted to something. I don't want to be like that. And, you know, and we just use other people outside of us to judge that all day. So this four hours of meditation or just observing my thoughts is causing these thoughts to come up and then leave. Right. And come up and leave. And some crazy stuff's coming up. But then it leaves. I realize it's not me. Mm-hmm. I realize I'm not. You can't be your beliefs because you have a belief and then you totally realize that was bullshit and then you have a totally new belief but you've stayed present through both of them you've stayed existing you are not your thoughts you can't be your thoughts Mm -mm. because i've been since i've been born i've had so many different thoughts and i've been consistent through all of them also different bodies so when we say i'm 180 pounds well you've actually got something to defend so you actually can't lose or gain weight 
unless you consider yourself dying because you think your identity is I'm 180 pounds. Right. Does that make sense? It does. So people hold on to that. They think who they are is a, a victim to being cheated on or mm-hmm. abused. or And then when you try to help them, they're like, this is a problem that I have. Right. Because you're in their mind, you're actually killing them if you help them. Right. Because you're taking away the label that they have a comfort in. Yeah. So it's crazy to just be doing this right now and, and having stuff come up. And, and now I get to see you who has been going through one thing. Okay. So one thing I love about Gretchen that, that I try to have in me is this constant need to find the highest source of what is going on in, in ourselves. You know, most people kind of just look at life linearly, like they just move and they go, okay, I got to make more money. And they don't notice the illusion that you and I have figured out, which is when something happens, I'll be happy. That's an illusion. Right. And we can look at so many people and, and you can look at your entire past and say, how many times have I gotten something that I wanted and mm-hmm. then was totally not happy 20 minutes later? Absolutely. So that's not true. Right. So we, we've been, you and I together and then, and then separately have been exploring when I'm happy, things will happen. Right. And you were someone that when I met was... And and I'd love for you to share it, but but I know that you had a massive achiever vibe in you and it was beautiful. And I know that feeling too, and I've had it so much, but there's a, how do I get there mentality uh, that, that was living in, in most of the thoughts that you had. Am I, am I right when I met you? Oh, absolutely. It's, um, it's, I like to simplify by saying, checking off life boxes, Mm. you know, it's like, oh, if I check off this life box of getting married and getting the car and the house and all of these things, um, then I will be happy. Mm. And those life boxes, I mean, how many people do we know have plenty of those so-called life boxes checked off? And Well, I mean, we were talking about yeah. Robin Williams. And I mean, that, there's so many aspects of, of how much Robin Williams touched all of us. But one thing that a lesson we can get from that that I'm thankful for learning is that how much of an illusion is right. when something happens, I'll be happy. Because... No one, I mean, he probably achieved in the top 200 people on the planet, you know, of his time ever. Right. Achieving the greatest success, becoming very rich and funny and getting to perform nightly and having everyone that's a stranger love him. Right. You know. Right. That, or feel that unconditional. I know for me, by the way, there was something really weird about my feeling of connection to people that knew me for a while right. versus when I went on the road and I'd have a hundred or 300 or a thousand people come up to me and just know the comic and tell me how great I was. Right. That makes it really hard to connect with people that you've known for a while. That makes sense. Right. It does. Cause you go on the road and there's all these people like, you're so funny. You're so, I love they think you. They know you. They think they know you. And then you go to the people that have known you the longest and they're like, do the fucking dishes. Like, <laughs> but you know, I, I seem so funny. <laughs> Like, aren't I great? Don't you love me as much? Right. So, yeah. So tell me about it. Well, I mean, what I was going to say, you know, I, I definitely have gone through a transformation and, and not to overuse that word, but it is when you get to that point where you recognize that it is about being happy first within yourself, it changes everything because it also changes, you know, seeking to have a relationship. A lot of people seek to have relationships to fill a quote unquote void. You know, right. whether it's because another relationship just ended and their life feels like, oh, wait, where's that person? Where's that limb? Or whether it's because society tells us it's a married world. I've heard that so many times from people. Oh, well, you know, it's a, it's a married society. It's like, wait, so people who aren't married can't walk around and be seen? Right. Right? 
And we know that that's shifting. Um, and part of how that shifting it is, is shifting, isn't it, it is, it's finding that happiness within yourself, right? It's not about if I find that person, they'll make me whole, they'll make me happy. It's like, I'm whole, you're whole, let's go enjoy bearing witness to each other's lives together and yeah. having experiences together that that's how you build a life. And I think more people are coming to that, but there's still this idea that when you get these certain things that then everything will be fine. And with Robin Williams, I mean, I'm grateful that it brought so much of that conversation around depression and mental illness and mental health um, and suicide to the forefront. I think it's an, it's an incredibly important conversation. I think it's a, it's a still very much a taboo topic. It carries a lot of stigma. There's a lot of people walking around who battle these thoughts and these difficult times by themselves because they think it's not okay. I, I should know better. I've got a lot of life going on. I'm feeling guilty for, you know, having struggles and, uh, you know, seeing the amount of success that he had and what I call three successful relationships, right? Cause he had three marriages. So even though the first two That's ended in divorce, the, he had a relationship, right? right? Like it, it ended. Right. But, I just mean in our society, right. isn't that funny that that's, well, that's what measurement. I'm, well, exactly. Because otherwise what he had two fails, you know what I mean? Right. Like, especially as we're living longer and there's all these new conversations around, like, can you actually be with one person? That's another podcast. Um, for, for your whole life. But, you know, he had all this success professionally, financially. Uh, he traveled the world and beloved at a level I think very few people would ever, ever feel because it was him, Robin Williams. And the darkness still won. And I know a lot of people felt, oh, my God, like, you know, someone who was as successful as him uh, had a difficult time. I don't feel quite so you know, alone or crazy to have these thoughts myself. And, and I kind of thought that, and I was like, Oh my God, he's got all the things that many people who suffer from depression think that if I, you know, Oh, I'm depressed because I don't have a partner. So if I get a partner, I'll be happy. I won't be depressed anymore or depressed because I'm having professional difficulties or financial difficulties. And so if that clears up, then I won't be depressed and I'll be happy. But he actually proves the opposite. Right. That he had all of that, and, and with all the uh, availability of resources, that still still won, and, and that pained me for him, for his family, and it also, it actually scares me a little bit, because it's like, until we get to a point where we can talk openly and freely in our communities about mental health, about depression, about, you know, it's not, there is no stigma, there is no shame, like, how can we take the shame out of, yeah, I struggle with depression, or you know, I've talked with you. I, I thought I had situational depression a few years ago, and it turns out the awareness that I have now is it's something I have battled off and on since I was a teenager. Explain that. Oh, boy. Um, well, this is, I mean, this is what I want to do. This is about integration. This is about finding true happiness and being happy, like... There's a forklift going by. Like <laughs> giant boxes of peanut butter. I was like, yeah. Um, peanut butter, that sounds good right now. Um, should we go get some right now? Just well, They should bring us some samples. God, it's so tempting to just literally right now walk out. But I said that, so now we can't because the joke wouldn't work. <laughs> and you said literally. So there's but I actually it. meant I know, that. I know. Yeah. We'd have to actually literally get up. To actually, it would just be so hilarious. If we had so much, so often my mind will be like, wouldn't it be funny if, and then I just should have just done it. 
like been like, let's let's actually go get peanut butter and walked out. And then everyone working here is like, is he actually? And I'm just I'm like a downstairs validating parking. Yep. And she's like, no, people he really loved. Like right at your <laughs> major depression point about your life, just walk out. I feel really seen and yeah. really heard. Thanks for that. Yeah. No, I, it's, but it would be funny, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> um. So for me, I, you know, I had a lot of huge life changes happen a few years ago. Um, the end of a 10-year relationship, the uh, voluntary leaving of an, a career, which when I talk about it, it's from the standpoint of that's a piece of identity until you get to a place of awareness and understanding around what happiness is about what it means for you to be happy and getting that it's, it's being um, integrated with your thoughts, not... Uh, having your patterns or your thoughts be who you are and being fully responsible for your life and the direction that it takes um, without blame, without guilt, either outward or inward and, um, and self-acceptance. And so for me, I speak very openly now about the fact that, you know, I've battled depression um, off and on for since I was a teenager and I did go on medication a few years ago, and I was someone who was like, oh, well, you know, it's just situational depression, and I'll just, it's just a bridge. I'm just going to go on for a little bit. And two and a half years later, you know, I'm still on it, and I, ha I've, I've, I explore it, and I'm, you know, it's not something that's just, you know, I, I don't want it to be a numbing effect just like anything else can be a numbing effect or can, you know, oh, it's just now part of my routine. I'm, like you said, I'm always exploring them. My goal in life is to be curious until the day I die, you know, to not get crushed under the weight of my experiences. But if I see my experiences and view them as actual lessons, then to actually like see those lessons as the wings to carry me forward, right. not be, oh my God, then this happened, then that happened. And it becomes could this you, perpetuating cycle. Could you give an example so that people, you know, because there's going to be a lot of people listening. I think also I'd love to have an example of, of just what it even means to be because people so often hear these kind of things and they'll think oh so if i just get happy then i can have the thing mm -mm, right 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 like like what what is in what is true inner happiness because i know that you've actually i don't want to say accessed it because it sounds like a place to ch to catch right, because exactly. i do know that it's already there right and we're overlooking it's allowing it, all day. it. It's not, it's, it's already there, like you said, and it's a question of allowing it to come yeah. through and to come out. And, you know, uh, I was at Agape on Sunday and um, Reverend Beckwith said, uh, first be grateful for something, which leads to being grateful for everything, which leads to being grateful for no thing but the presence of spirit. And right. you are part of that presence. And I thought about that because it- He said that I am? We all are. No, oh. he specifically said Kyle is part of that presence. I just picture this weird. Oh, it's just, it's just think of one thought, and then that that equals be grateful for one thing, then to something, and you and Kyle is the eternal spirit. And the audience is looking around. Kyle cease. It's the eternal spirit. And then your big giant like eight foot picture. I know, but I'm not even there. You're not there. Just like I get some emails like, dude, you wouldn't believe what Beckwith said today. We're all not part of spirit, but you are. But you are, yeah. exactly. Um, um, but, it, you know, it's, it's you hear all these things. Oh, you know, let go and you'll align yourself with the universal principle of more. Or, you know, if you let go, the happiness will come and then the other things will come. But it's not about the thing. It's about... I know. It's For so many years, I'd, I still would say, 
and the, the, the money would still, it'll be a byproduct. But when you still need that, I mean, it's funny because I'm trying to inch people in. Sure. But I noticed that when I say it to them, I still am hearing that guarantee for myself. Mm -hmm. And I really am shedding that because there is I have nothing but evidence that just the happiness has nothing to do with that external thing. Well, here's a perfect example. As you know, I went to the Hoffman Institute and mm -hmm. did the process with a capital P. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, tell, and t tell everyone as much as you can what the Hoffman Institute is. So essentially, um, the way I look at it is... Uh, could you do it in D flat? <laughs> we, we do everything in that note. Perfect. Okay, uh, cool. <laughs> that was the note you had. Oh, that's right. Did you, I take a did this? Was that you? Was that your fault? Mm, I was. I I just heard a tone come through. Did you hear it? I would. If it could come through again, I can harmonize with it. <laughs> mm, Are no? we going to start singing again? Okay. Yeah. Well, so, we're going to close out with another song. Oh, perfect. Um, I I think I know that one. Mm. So the Hoffman Institute is. Uh, it's been around for about forty years. Um, started in Northern California. There are now 14 countries. It's a small group for seven days. And the easiest way to say it is if you had a childhood, you can benefit from Hoffman. Cause <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I started at 23. Well, oh damn. You're yeah. out. Sorry. My mom carried me in the womb that's through my just, 20s. You both need to go to Hoffman. <laughs> oh, I guess that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I missed out on my childhood. It's kind of like There's, Michael Jackson yeah, situation. There, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so the, the way I describe it is like when you're in the womb, um, every need you have is met immediately. And the second you get out, it's all negotiation. You learn patterns as a child as to how to get the love and attention that you're seeking, whether you mirror your parents' behavior or you um, uh, ret not retaliate but re reflect or you actually do the opposite in response. Why do you think we do that? Uh, like explain that a little bit. Well, from the because when you're a child, your needs are very basic. It's to feel love and to feel safety, mm -hmm. and to feel like I'm. You know, the way we would say it now is to feel seen and heard. And so, you know, if uh, and it's not that every parent has bad intentions. Actually, I would say most parents have brilliant, amazing, the best of intentions. But that's why. That I say that, you know, if you had a childhood, you can go to Hoffman. I mean, I had this amazing experience. And if I had a kid tomorrow, I'd make sure in 30 years they had the money to go to Hoffman. Mm -hmm. Not because I think I'm going to screw the child up, but because there's just different things along the way in each generation, the way children are raised. You know, 40 years ago, it was children are seen and not heard. You can imagine how patterns develop out of that of like, oh, right. you know, conflict avoidant or and then what it is, is the patterns that you develop as a child play out in your adulthood, most of the time not serving you, mm. whether you become someone who shuts down and withdraws very easily or you're conflict avoidant or because you think unconsciously that's how you get love. Exactly. Because when you were a kid, I did think about it the other day of like if we really put ourselves in a baby's shoes for a minute, mm -hmm. imagine just going right now, we go to another planet. Okay. You and I go, we're totally separated. So we can't see each other. The planet is run by people 10 times bigger than us. We don't know anything about it. You got one person assigned to us or two people mm -hmm. and they're 10 times bigger than you. And I don't know. Like, and they get mad at times. They blow up. They scream at each other. We would be like, how do I stay alive here? 
right. that would be the only thing you'd think is how do I stay alive? I don't know who this person is. I don't know if I'm safe. I don't know where I am. I don't know what this is. I just, I know that this person gets really happy when I make a weird laugh. I know that this 10 foot tall, mm -hmm. you know, bigger than me person will get really happy if I get cute. And I know that this one blows up at me if I drop my food on the floor. Right. So don't do that. Right. So you start creating a total, you do that for 20 years right. of just beliefs, right? Like, yep. so if you really put yourself in a baby's perspective, which we forgot that we were and right. actually went through this, right? like you would have to go, okay, this one won't yell at me or this one hits me if I do this. So right. this one, you know, so you either leaves if I do this right. and I don't get food or right. I, you know, I have to figure out like, so don't do this. Like you would completely start to know, okay, got it. Absolutely. Don't do this, do this. That's how life works. Right. And you didn't, you'd falsely link it not to those giants, but eventually when you're done with the giants and you're a giant too, that you're like, oh, well, I know that if I drop this on the floor, I'm going to get yelled at. So do have a clean room. It better be perfect. Or, right. You know, whatever. Absolutely. And it, I mean, it, it's, I will say, I don't use this word a lot, but I will say the curriculum the order, the uh, space that's held for you for those seven days is genius. I mean, it's it is it's profound. It's um, it kind of blew the lid off of everything I've done up until now. But right. everything that I've done up until now <laughs> had to get me there. Right. right. You know what I mean? Like if I tried to do Hoffman two years ago, I wouldn't have gotten what I got out of it. Right. And it's funny you talk about technology and us being on you know, line and, you know, trying to touch with uh, the outside world all the time and get outside validation. They take your phone for seven days. Mm. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I don't, I use my phone for my alarm. I use it as a camera. I use it to check weather, let alone Facebook, Twitter, And email. that's so ego being like, totally. how can I justify using the phone? And I, you know, I would say all of us had a little bit of like, oh my God, but here you are in this setting of redwoods and in my case 32 people who were all there for varying degrees of wanting to stay curious and grow and improve and either not so much fix something in their life but enjoy their the rest of their life in a more profound understanding self-compassionate way were there some really painful days some times where you just wanted to leave and absolutely and they don't they don't nobody's held there right mm -hmm. But I will say, you know, for me, it was the second day. I actually, you know, we're doing visualization and I'm visualizing myself walking down the driveway <laughs> with my luggage. Right. And I, you know, and you're, I mean, I played full out. I will tell you when I got there, I was like, if I don't put everything out, everything from my childhood and confess, so to speak, all the demons and stories and all this kind of stuff, then it's a waste of my time and, and, and money and their time. Because why would I go there and do this deep of a dive without just fully right. letting it all out and be as raw as possible? And so it is. There's some times where you're just like, oh, my God, am I, is this really working, right? Mm -hmm. Is the process really working? Am I, am I going to get it? I'm going to be the one person who leaves and it's going to be ridiculous. And, you know, all of, you know, not gotten it, quote unquote. And getting there, you know, I think I woke up the third morning. So it was two mornings in. We had five full days left. And I went up to my teacher and I said... I just want to tell you, I'm really glad we still have five full days left because I got that like, even when there were some exercises and activities where I just was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me, but only because they were pushing me out of my comfort zone and every single thing I got something out of and it all builds on itself. And I do not say this lightly because I understand 
the meaning and depth and written richness that language has now on a whole nother level than even before a few weeks ago, the amount of self-love, self-compassion, and most importantly, self-forgiveness that I walked out of there with is at a level that I didn't know that I didn't have before. Mm. I, I didn't know it could be that big and that powerful. And, and it's also love, compassion, and forgiveness for everyone around you. And I've not felt that type of pure happiness, freedom fully to be from my patterns and freedom to be fully myself. I mean, we had a dance party at one point. I'm dancing like in a way that I've always danced in my head, but never out in public. And I'm, there I am dancing, having a blast. The self-consciousness leaves, the worry about what other people will think leaves. And all of a sudden you're I've never felt more comfortable in my skin. Wow. And I still feel that. And the support that you get when you leave and the buddies and the, the system that's set up to make sure that you don't just, you know, do seven days and then you're out and you go right back to your patterns. Any of us would. And it, it's a community of people that, you know, I will be connected with for the rest of my life. Because you spend an entire week, nobody's on their phones. You don't talk about work. I didn't know what anybody did professionally until the very last night. Wow. And if you asked me right now and pulled out a list of all of those people and said, okay, what do they do? I could probably tell you about what five of them do. Wow. Because we're s sitting with spirit. Right. We're seeing each other raw, real, and it's full and total acceptance. Like I have a girlfriend from uh, Hoffman. She was my roommate. We're like, oh my God, we're best friends forever. And we were, t we were actually talking about it today. And I said... The level of which she knows me, good and bad, the bad stuff, so to speak, and I don't even call it bad stuff, it's just my life, my experiences, my lessons, that is not something I would have shared with a friend maybe but for two, three, four, five years into the friendship. Mm -hmm. And she knows all of it. And it's just such this complete, total acceptance of each other and of self that you walk out and it's like, it's all good. You know, like I can have crappy things happen to me and they just kind of bounce off. Doesn't mean I don't fall and, you know, the waves are, you know, you feel them more. You feel the big waves. But there's a trust in myself that I can get through it and that I have a purpose uh, that is unlike I've ever felt. And it's, I'm so grateful because I wouldn't have gone had you and I not done work a month earlier, which was, again, part of the moving away from achieving and checking off life boxes and therefore then I'll be happy because others will approve. Well, I don't need other people's approval. You know, I'm not going to go do crazy stuff and hurt other people, but I don't need other people to say, yes, your life is validated. Yes, your life is okay. Right. And, and I, th I do think part of that achievement is to move, you know, moving away from the achievement type mentality there's nothing wrong with success. I, I, of course, I want to be successful and comfortable so that I can do even more good in this world and continue to expand. But to make it just about achievement and just about w without the connection to the heart and the connection to it's I'm, I'm happy even if, you know, no matter what happens. I noticed in... It's funny because I didn't go to hop and I feel like any breakthrough I've had is like all, it's all amateur now. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's just a meditation. It's, <laughs> it's great. I, you weren't in a space. Um, but I'm, I'm just kidding. But I had. You know, um, I'd never say that. Of course not. I know. Um, I had a really fascinating moment last week, which was, I'm just see if I can explain it on the depth that I experienced it. But 
you know, that, that feeling of, and then I'll be happy. Like I was, I was meditating and I was just, all this stuff was clearing out. And then I was so free that day and didn't want to do anything. Like it was so, you know, your real, our underlying thing is once I get free, then I'll have, I mean, I still, I still say this as a hopeful guarantee to people that are, that are scared to start doing something like this, but like that, yes, you do have better ideas. You come up with, I, I come up with much funnier sketches or bits or whatever, but what if instead of doing this so that you can achieve even more effortlessly and everything. Right. You just get to a place where you actually don't crave achieving anything anymore. Exactly. Like you actually, instead of like doing it, so you become better at everything and become still a number one, whatever you do this. And it actually gets you to a place where you, it's so hard to understand it intellectually, but that you actually are totally good period. And I felt that way a couple days last week. And I, it was weird because I also took off this Gandhi assignment that I give myself this, this, you know, there's a big feeling of once you see the illusion, you're the solution. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of Mm. matrix moments that I have inside myself where I start to realize that I have this ability to combine comedy and transformation and Mm -hmm. do something really special and do something that can counter a lot of the pain in the world. But last week that didn't, at at least in those two days, didn't even, I didn't, it turned out that what I was aiming to meditate for was not what happened. It was just like, I'm fine. It was so wonderful to just be fine and it's so hard for the ego to not still go. And then when you're fine, everyone still is influenced by it or whatever. And right. they want to know what you have and you work. Right. I didn't remember that any of that in those two days. It was peace, inner peace. It was so fantastic. And then it's so funny because then the next day you meditate and you go, okay, how did I do that? <laughs> like I want that feeling as yesterday. Right. And then now, but it's a new day and a new awareness it and could new be thoughts even are coming up. Yeah. But you're actually at times going towards yesterday's meditation, but you've now grown. Right. You've now evolved and you actually can't go back to the methods to get to something because now you're in it. I need to get to. Right. So what's so funny is even after you've knocked off the achiever, idea Mm -hmm. you don't realize how many in this new higher awareness of a new type of achiever that is showing up like then i can achieve inner peace then i can then i can it may not be a thing but it's still an achievement yeah i want to achieve through me levels of you know or or i it's so funny how much still you're like okay yesterday i didn't care i was good i bet you've even had a couple moments maybe since hoffman going how do i without even knowing it maybe maybe not i don't know but did you have a couple moments going how do i feel how i left when how i felt when i left hoffman oh absolutely because there's there's a little thing called the hoffman high right mm-hmm. and they they prepare you well for it it's like a high school <laughs> exactly they prepare you well for it oh d- believe me i'm going to start hoffmatch.com and that's a whole other story but um Awesome. Yeah. Uh, but there's a, there is a I'm high. Suddenly taking it. <laughs> but there is a high. There's a, there's a sense of, oh my God, I, this is possible. I could feel this inner peace. And then when it starts to go away, it, it, 
immediately, just like with anything else, <gasps> there's that panic of like, oh shit, I'm going back. I'm it's it didn't work, or it's falling away, or oh my god, I, I want to feel that way again. And where even just for me in the last couple of weeks, that first week, I was like, oh my god, it was so profound. It was life changing. It was life saving. It was great. It was this. It was that. I meant all of it. I f- I fell down. I got pulled over by a wave of self doubt and fear and. Uh, just really bad, <laughs> felt like I was going back to quote unquote pre Hoffman. And that in and of itself scared me. I'm like, I just did all this work for nine straight days, made all these connections. What did I do wrong? Turns out I didn't do anything wrong. It's like, um, my comfort zone is to be hard on myself. I got out, of, I got rid of that limb, so to speak. So what was explained to me is it's kind of like people who have phantom limb pain was like my, my body doesn't understand in, in my spirit does, but my body doesn't understand that actually I don't have to live in that place of fear and self-loathing anymore. I actually can live over here yeah. and be happy for just the sake of being happy. But there's right now I'm kind of in that internal struggle of like, okay, this, this other part is like, wait, you're going to be okay. No, no, no. Come back to the dark side. Come back. I want to, you know, hold on to you. I've had control of you for 42 years. Like, no, no, we, you don't get to go do that over there. And I, I had little peaks of awareness around that in the moment. And I went straight into pattern of withdrawal and backing away from everybody that I'd gone through the process with. And I thought, oh, they're, they're just going to disappear like everybody else does. You're having a tough time. Oh, my God, here we go again, which is what a lot of people who suffer from depression feel like. They have to pretend that they don't have it so that their friends will stick around. And um, sure enough, it is completely different. I had people calling me saying, I've heard from other people you're not doing okay. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. We've all been through this process together. So suddenly I felt wait a second, I get to let go of another pattern, which is I have to do it alone. There are people who have gone through the same thing and they get it. And so I was able, I still went down, you know, I still got tumbled by the waves in the, in the undertow, smacked my head a few times on the ocean floor and got my bell rung. But I came... I love how specific this analogy is. Oh, it's, you, yeah. You're like, and then when the third seal showed up, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, you had a hard time. You're like, no, the seal's name was the Jeffrey. Seal, yes, it's all yeah. about the seal. But you know, coming back, it was it was at the end of the second week. Amazing first week. I tumble and I fell hard and I pushed everybody away and everybody came back and had a lot of really amazing conversations with people who just said, you know, that's okay. And this is the dark side trying to pull you back and go, no, no, you actually are disengaging now from living life in an unhappy place. So now I I get to have the awareness of like, okay, I tumbled and I came through it and it happened quicker than it ever has before. And there's a depth uh, to the foundation of it that I actually trust now that is richer than even the first week after I got out of Hoffman. It's, I mean, it's, it's powerful in a good way, not in an addicting way and not because I achieved power. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's so humbling for the ego because oh, it yeah. is so like, you want to get wow, it right. You have nothing to do, dude. Right. It's just like crazy how much it's like, okay, so just don't do anything for a while. Right. And then I get it. Right. It's just, it's fascinating how much, you know, it's taken care of. Everything's taken care of. Yeah. And, you know, we don't realize even how much we monitor time, how much we're 100% in a few minutes in the future right. to 
years in the future. Right. And how much that's just, we're, we're acting like it's our job to take hold of that. Right. It's our job to, it's, it's, we don't, time is going to delegate itself. Absolutely. And, and it's, and you, you know, the idea that there's anything to do is the biggest illusion that has been pushed on us since birth. And I, you know, but what's, Sometimes I sometimes look at that and just get so frustrated with that that was pushed on us and how much work we have to do. But we get to experience contrast because of that. Absolutely. Because if we were just born into this world the way that maybe nature was intending, right? We wouldn't have got to experience that. You know, you don't appreciate gravity unless you're an astronaut, <laughs> right? <laughs> Who floated around for a while and goes, "Oh God, it's so nice to actually have this thing." Right. And we just have it. And could you imagine if your whole life was trying to achieve gravity? You know, like, <laughs> oh my God. you know, it would be, it'd be crazy. And, and we're so lucky that we, it would be, we, this life is this game to allow. And, mm-hmm. um, oh my God. Yeah, exactly. And, and it is, I actually think I mean, there's a caveat to that. It is for people who are aware that <laughs> achieving doesn't necessarily do it because there are some people that where their awareness is, is that achieving will do it. Mm-hmm. And I still say, go for it. Right. You know, go, if that's what you believe will make you happy, then actually I really don't want to take people farther because awareness is like a foot in the door that will never leave. This is true. And it's, it's once yeah. you wake up, you can't go back to sleep. You can it's think so, you can, but you cannot, you will. And everyone around you is like, what's wrong with you? And you're like, the foot's in the, you don't <laughs> like, it's so all the time. Right. And, um, but it's, what is true for us and it's like you can't undo that and so we can only match it we can only meet it we can only and what's really exciting is if you do meet it you're going to feel so amazing and you're going to experience massive massive everything and i don't want to promise something over there but like it really is amazing that basically i was talking to my friend uh mike kemsky because he's Mm. he's one of my very close friends and he and i kind of were talking about the same kind of thing and he said you know he was feeling down and i said that you know we have this crazy thing that that knows that happiness is not external and for some people like a really good day is i only ate two plates of nachos instead of three right we're like okay i gotta meditate at least four hours a day now or there's something here but what does that imply that the life that we're going to get to experience knowing that if we decide to meet that, right? you know, it's amazing. Well, and I think the, the key going back to what you were saying earlier about staying curious and, and open to exploring, you know, we have all been finding each other, this, whether you call it a tribe or a flock or what have you, there are those of us that there's something seeking more in us and it's not more stuff. It's more connection. Mm-hmm. And and I think when you stay curious and stay open, then it's, you know, it's this idea of finding that happiness from within. And you could still have, you know, McMansions and, you know, have that kind of success and have that deep knowing of possibility that has nothing to do with material. Yeah. And I achievement. Totally got that. I love you. I love you, too. I love having you on and I love how fulfilling this talk is you know it's when you go through this you you really want to talk about this yes you know just facts of the way things exist in the world doesn't fulfill me anymore you know just like and this football team did this right i can't i can't even 
I, it's just it's just brain talking. Right. You know what I mean? It's just something that I can't do anything with it and I need soul to talk to. Right. It's small talk versus big talk. Yeah. And so I appreciate you and um, they have another podcast coming yes. up. So I appreciate you and I'm very grateful for our connection and our collaboration and co-creation and um, I'm, I appreciate being part of this. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being on. Is there anywhere people could reach you if they have questions about your experience and, and you know, you kind of do some of this work for other people. You yes. do, you do. I mean, you, it's funny because I don't know now professionally what you're deciding to do after right. Hoffman, but, but because I know that you've done amazing seminars on achieving right. and talks on right. webinars before on that, which is still great. Absolutely. But what, how can people reach you and what are you doing now? And I got about 30 seconds. Yeah, left. absolutely. Of course. Um, so people can reach me at Gretchen.gls at Gmail. I will spell that G R E T C H E N dot G L like Larry S like Sam at Gmail. And I do leadership and life coaching. Um, it, and it, for me, it really is about the balance and um, getting to that point of self-love and also um, with all the public speaking that I do around motivation and, and finding a new way of motivation around health mastery and goal setting and kind of blowing the doors off of what goal setting is actually supposed to be about and how we can get there. I can't wait to see what is coming up for you. And you're going to have to do one of my top, one of my events and <gasps> talk on that stage. Too. I'd be honored to. It would be amazing. I would be honored to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love you and thank you for being here. I love you. Thank you. And we're signing off with a song. Oh, boy. Infant little, little butt, butt. <laughs> tiger. tiger. Cake. Cake. Spinning. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>